sports, but we came here to win the most legit podcast. That's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news. We underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process. Yes, you, because we got Chris and Andrew to bless you with the best features, best stories. We diving deep like a Lambo leak. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring. We on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the dog pound. In the cold, get a gold brand. Sit back and raise the cat because we start this show like right now. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of The Underdog. Chris Horvodell joined by not Anshu Khan, Anshu taking the week off, uh, dealing with the birth of his firstborn child. I guess dealing with is a weird way to phrase that, Ooh. celebrating the birth of his firstborn child. With me this week, uh, he we saw him, I guess, a couple of months ago, and you're wrong, and here's why. The fans clamored for more, and now they get it. Matt Crone, Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, just good to be back. Good to hear from you again. Been a while, so looking forward to add, uh, add some help to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I'll tell you what. I, I, I enjoyed the episode of You're Wrong We Did. I don't know that it was necessarily a um listenable episode of your <laughs> but but i enjoyed it and i walked away from that thinking oh that was that was fun i'd like to have matt on again but i don't think he was into it and then all of a sudden you come back to me and you're like hey when do i get to be on the show again <laughs> i was very <laughs> into it i was i was i've listened to my i love listening to myself so i listened mm-hmm. to that last show multiple times because i'm very enjoyed and what i'm very interested in what i have to say because mm-hmm. it's a, it might be a self-centered thing, but um, it no, is. I <laughs> no, I definitely enjoyed it. It's good to be back, and I'm happy to be back. Well, look, if you enjoy yourself and if you find yourself interesting, you will never be bored, and that that's a, a wonderful place to be in life. And we'll talk about – maybe we'll talk about finding something else to do in the future. I've got some ideas, but that's not what we're here to talk about right now. Uh, I've got – We've got a lot to talk about, as a matter of fact. I've got the lines uh, from the NFL games from Bavada Sportsbook open in front of me, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we dig into all of that, Matthew, I want to get your thoughts on what's going on in Philadelphia sports right now. Um, well, everything stinks, mm-hmm. and um, the Eagle season is over, but we're in first place. So sure. Confusing. Kind of very, just the most confusing thing ever, but... Um, I hate that team. I hate everything. Um, I don't want to see Carson Wentz be benched. I would rather see Doug Peterson get fired. Um, I, like the way I was thinking about it with them is like, would you rather see Doug with a new quarterback or Wentz with a new coach? And I, I see it as I want Wentz with a new coach. That's, that's fair. I mean, you can point back to that 2018 season as where the wheels started coming off of the ship. And I, I saw a meme the other day that was the 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 still of Carson getting ready to run into the end zone against that Rams team when the Eagles were 10 and 2. And it's just uh, the, the, the writing is just something like, just throw it away, Carson, just throw it away. Yeah. And we, we would be in such a different place right now because he's never been the same coming back from that injury. But at the same time, I think we can look to the loss of Frank Reich to the Colts and the loss of John DeFilippo for, to the Vikings and various other teams for a while as where the wheels started coming off of this because nobody's coaching Carson Wentz hard right now. And Carson doesn't seem to be a guy who's particularly hard on himself. Mm-hmm. No, no argument. No, no, no argument here. I was just thinking about my next point, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? Well, what is it? Well, I just was thinking about the Sixers because <laughs> uh, oh. now, when you ask about Philadelphia, there's just so many issues right now with every single sports like that we have. That now mm-hmm. I'm jumping to. I think that if the Sixers trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, it would be the biggest mistake in the Sixers franchise history. No, there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of competition for that particular award. <laughs> so I I mean all this talk about which I don't see James Harden leaving Houston, but I know I think you said that you would have got you would have traded James Harden for Ben Simmons. Reluctantly, I would have accepted it. I would. I, it's not something that I would have been excited to do. But I do think that just from a fit perspective, it's probably easier to build a team around Ben Simmons and, uh, pardon me, uh, James Harden and Joel Embiid than it is Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, given Ben Simmons' eccentricities on the court. But I'm perfectly happy to have not traded him. Don't get me wrong; it's not something that I would have I would have pushed for. It's just something that I probably would have accepted. Okay, um, give me two seconds. Define eccentricities. 
<laughs> okay. All right. There we go. I, look, I looked it up. It's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I understand what you're saying. I just think he's still young. And James Harden is what? He's 32, 33? Th- I think he's 31. He's 31. I mean, me and him play similarly. We're similar off the court. We're both out of shape. Mm-hmm. We're tired in the third quarter. I just don't think that trading away a young superstar that's still – I think he still has a lot of room to grow for that makes sense. Well, you hope so, right? But with Ben, it is always going to come down to a willingness to shoot. And he started to show that more last year. As a matter of fact, he, you know, for better or worse, may have gotten hurt on a play where he looked like he wanted to shoot the ball in the corner. But if he doesn't shoot, it's difficult to build an offense around him because everyone can just pack the lane for Joel. And, you know, they have they done a great job? In terms of the moves this offseason, yeah, Daryl Morey has undone two, three years of mistakes over the course of two or three weeks, bringing in Seth Curry, bringing in Danny Green, trading Al Horford. Josh Richardson's gone. He was never a clean fit. And all of a sudden, Dwight Howard is the backup center, which Wild. came out of nowhere. Wild. When I saw that, but, I was like, this is fake like news. It. Like, this is not I like real. It. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's fun. I mean, I, I guess the... My argument when I when I saw it was, oh, who? How are you going to do better for a backup center on a minimum deal? And then Boogie signed with the Rockets on a minimum deal, and I was like, oh, I would have done that. Yeah, one hundred percent would have done that. Like, but I mean, Daryl Morey, he did great and all, but he didn't get bogged on, so I'm out. I'm out on Daryl Morey. Well, the Bogdan situation is a fascinating one too, right? He for, Okay, I know that you don't want to hear this because Matt Crone is the world's biggest Bojan Bogdanovic fan. Honestly, but I think me and him might be twin brothers and just got separated. Same birthday, same year, very similar. We're both just regular guys, you know. We love video games. We love basketball. We both love Kobe. Like, we, we hmm. might be separated at birth. Well, th- that's a conversation for your mother more than anything else, but... One of them, one of them Serbian. One of them uh, looks nothing like the other one. So, We're I mean, European. We got the I'm Polish. We got that Polish blood. <laughs> uh, but I, I know you don't want to hear this, but I think he might be a jackass. Like I, I really think he might be a jackass. He he sabotaged that Bucks trade. There's no question about it. Maybe he didn't want to play in Milwaukee. It's cold in Milwaukee. Uh, it's curd, It's cold in Serbia. Yeah, but oh, well, exactly. He's trying to get away from it. That's why he's going to Atlanta. He's like, he's like I've been cold my entire life. Yeah, going to, and I guess he was in Sacramento. I got to send you that uh, that wonderful video of Boyan warming up before the game last year. Oh, two God, two years ago now. Uh, Not last year. Hey, the guy just knows what he's doing out there, man. It's just a fluid shot. Just he he really he really understands the game. You know, I had the chance to uh, to go sit courtside at a at Timberwolves Kings game as you know and I got to watch him play really paying attention to him specifically and god he is a gunner so in a lot of ways you guys are you guys may be twin brothers separated at birth there's just literally no difference between me and him just uh I do I think he sabotaged that Bucks trade though and it's I, yeah. I think he realized after the fact that he could get a little bit more money and uh, now he signed this offer sheet with the Hawks which is you know that's a weird roster as currently constructed with a number of uh, a, no- a number of number of pieces that would make it very difficult for the Kings to match the no the no trade clause, the trade kicker and all of that. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. But uh, I don't know. It, it would have been an interesting move to go after Bogdanovich, but I, I'm OK without it. Nah, I mean, I like Seth Curry for sure. I, I think that's a good trade. It's <laughs> it's really funny. My buddy was telling me a story I work with. Um, he's got like a young son, probably like eight mm-hmm. or nine years old. And um, <clears throat> he's sitting there and uh, his son's in the other room. And all of a sudden, his son just starts jumping up and down, going crazy, like freaking out. He's like, he's like, Dad, the Sixers got Steph Curry. Like, and he's, <laughs> he's, he's like, I got his sneakers. We got the best player in the NBA. And then he had to like break the news to him. He's like, "Ah, sorry, son. Like, we got his okay brother that actually played at Duke." (laughs) But Uh, (laughs) it definitely, definitely took the wind out of his sails really quick. But, um, but I like Seth, man. I'm okay with him. I'm a big Danny Green guy. Let me tell you what. But I was saying, get Danny Green from Oklahoma City the minute he went there. Danny. There, there was another piece too. I, I really wanted, uh, I wanted George Hill, and it, it sounded like they were going to be in on George Hill for a while. 
once he got traded to Oklahoma City, but that never ended up happening. I feel like my concern with the roster right now is there's not a backup point guard. As a matter of fact, they haven't gone out and said, to my knowledge, that Ben Simmons is going back to point guard. So I'm not sure who the starting point guard is. I would have liked Rondo. Where did Rondo go? He just signed like a two-year Atlanta. Year deal. Oh, oh, that's weird. <laughs> then because I, yeah. I saw him, he signed like a two-year deal there, right? Yeah, he's in Atlanta. Chris Dunn's in Atlanta. Gallinari's in Atlanta. Atlanta, uh, and now they have Bogdan. Atlanta went from Sacramento. He, he, Atlanta's just Sacramento of the East. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess worth worth pointing out that they don't yet have Bogdanovich. I don't think the Kings have made a final decision on the uh, offer okay. I didn't. I, but, <laughs> but it seems like that's the, that's the direction it's heading for sure. So, Raul Nato, he signed elsewhere, right? Raul Nato is a Washington wizard, I believe. Okay. Uh, I, but I'm just happy that this organization actually cares now. It would be nice to, you know, it would be nice to be the Warriors. You talked about uh, Steph Curry earlier. I saw, you know, Clay Thompson is out for the year with the Achilles. They go and they immediately bring in Kelly Oubre to replace him. They get Oubre using a trade exception that they got for trading Andre Iguodala last year. And, you know, Oubre is making $14.4 million this year. The Warriors are in the repeater tax, so adding Ubre actually costs the Warriors $82.4 million this year, and it was a no-brainer move for them because they want to compete. That's what a good organization is. No, for sure. That's <laughs> Speaking about people spending money, I know I'm changing sports. I'm worried mm. about the Phillies because of the Mets now. Huh. Because the Mets I and do. Steve Cohen. <laughs> let me let me just make one more point to that before we talk about the we talk, talk baseball. Uh, the uh, by the way, the Golden State Warriors and Philadelphia 76ers equal odds to win the championship on Bavada right now at plus two thousand. I mean, I hate that bet. <laughs> <laughs> for for which team? For us. I yeah. just I just don't know. If, even if we added James Harden or someone else, man, I just. I won't believe that we're a true contender until I see it. Just like that's just it, man. Like I just, well, it, it just I just don't see us winning until that until it'll actually happen. Don't forget how much fun that 2018 team was when there was just it was Ben, Joel, and a bunch of shooters. Yeah. Which team was that? Was that the that, one where we lost in the playoff game to the Boston? Yeah, I, th- I believe it was that. That was the uh, that was the Ilyasova, Bellinelli, Dude, I and love, JJ Redick. I've said this multiple times that the Sixers, like Bellinelli, was one of the best players the Sixer had because he was shooting the ball, he was making people get in his face because they knew he would fire from three. He was opening things mm-hmm. up. We need a player like Bellinelli. Like I love. Well, that, that's I, what you hope you're getting with Seth Curry. That's I, I truly, truly hope so. Seth Curry shot 45% from three last year, and he's one of the best catch-and-shoot shooters in all of basketball. The gravity that he brings to the court is incredible. Danny Green's going to help. Tobias Harris had his all-star-ish season under Doc Rivers in L.A. a couple of years ago, so you have to think Doc knows how to use him. My point is there's reason for hope, and that allows us to move to the Phillies where I'm not sure there is. Oh, the Phillies are dead. The Phillies are absolutely (laughs) dead. I don't know... Like, especially with Steve Cohen, or I think his name's Steve. He, with all the money that he's bringing to New York now, and like, I mean, JT Romuto is not going to be a Philly after this year. Not a chance. Um, no. Our pitching staff, like, what like, what are we doing there? It's We're not getting better. We, I don't know what we're even doing with that. Um, if we sign Andrew Knapp, Andrew Knapp had a decent season. <laughs> he, had, he did have a decent season this season. But I swear, mm. if people think that was real and not just some sort of anomaly – you get out of my face. Like he should yeah. not be a backup or a starter in the MLB. Not a chance. Nice guy. Well, it's great off the field. Yeah. Not a great field. Not a great player. It's funny on Roto World right now that the top story in baseball is that uh, Craig Mish of Sports Grid, I don't know what that is, is reporting that the Blue Jays are expected to be one of the favorites to sign Real Muto this offseason. Interesting. And I think that would be I think that would be better for us than well, it's obviously better for us than the Mets, but cuz you don't want them in the division, but I can't I'm looking right now to see where the Blue Jays finished last year because uh, you know, not that baseball draft picks matter a ton, but you'd rather have a better one than a worse one. And uh, the net, the Mets would their pick would be you wouldn't get the first round pick because if it doesn't fall in the top sixteen. And uh, uh, let's see, yeah, I believe we would get the Toronto Ra- uh, the Toronto Raptors, the Toronto Blue Jays <laughs> first round pick if they signed Real Muto. So, so that's a benefit. You know, extra first round picks are always good. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the more picks, the better, but it's all about who you pick, you know? The, we, it's it, it's. I think it's a moot point. Well, a, a real moot point that Real Muto he's gone. He's played his last his last game for the Phillies. They're not going to match this contract. You just have to hope that they do something while while everybody else in the division is trying to get better. Just today, the Braves signed Charlie Morton. You know, the they signed Drew Smiley a couple of days ago. They're making moves. I saw that's like yeah, they're actually doing something. I don't even think we have a team right now. Are we, are we making any sort of decisions? Like. Are you worried that they're just kind of treading water trying to sign Epstein and not doing anything because of it? I mean, I'm not worried. If we, the worst thing we'd do is if we treaded water and then didn't sign him. I would love. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I would love to get Theo Epstein, and I maybe that is something they're doing right now. Like, hey, let's not make any decisions or make any give any contracts out. But there's talks of Theo going to um, New York. I thought I saw something yeah. like that. They've pretty much ruled that out. They, oh, really? they, okay. they said they're, they're not going to hire anyone outside. But who knows? You know, who knows what actually happens? God knows that people have said things and then done other things in the past. Yeah. So it, do, it doesn't it, – it's not <laughs> out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but right now it seems like uh, it, it might be the Phillies or nobody this year. That would be nice. I, I would 100% bring him on. I mean, clearly he's – I mean, he's done good things. Like, I mean – Won a, Super, won a World Series in Boston. Won a Super World Series with the Cubs, right? I'm not speaking out of line there, am I? You are not. Yeah. It's just it is it is a little off putting that the Phillies have done absolutely nothing this off season other than add six guys to the forty man roster to protect <laughs> them from the Rule Five draft. If we go first off, if we go into next season with um, the pitching staff that we had this year, just don't even send the players out there. Like it is mm-hmm. just embarrassing the way these people pitch. And I love Aaron Nola, but I I don't think he can pitch in the fall. Like something mm-hmm. happens to him and it's just same old Aaron. I love him. Other than like other than September, August and September, it just seems to he just falls back and loses a ton of games and it's just he doesn't look like the ace Aaron Nola like he is in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think I think the team the rotation is basically going to depend on one. Can you add another top three rotation piece? And does Spencer Howard actually become a decent pitcher? Oh uh, yeah. People were talking highly on Howard. I thought he pitched okay last year. He had good mechanics and everything, but we got to just obviously see what he's going to do. And also who's starting well, shortstop. What he did was a 5.9 ERA and a 1.64 whip, which, you know, I'm sure he was a rookie, but that that's not encouraging, especially when you see a guy like, like Sixto go out and look dominant. Well, times. yeah. Well, so honest, if, the fact that we're not going to get Real Muto and Sixto Sanchez looks like one of the best pitchers in the MLB. Just not, pump, okay. pump the brakes on that yeah, a little right, bit. Right, but. Right. He looks like a great, great pitcher that could make any rotation in the MLB. How's that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Very interesting piece moving forward. But yes, and it's just it's just that'll make the real Muto trade even worse if Sixto turns out to be something amazing. I uh, I hear people say that a lot, and I I don't know how much I believe that because if nothing else, you got two good years out of Real Muto. It's not like he was the reason that that trade didn't work out. It was the ability to actually build a functional bullpen last year. And that's not on him. No, I, I, and nothing's on Ramuta. The fact that the Phillies just cannot, we haven't, wait, we, we didn't go to the postseason. We haven't been to the postseason in years. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's not good to see. It's not happy to see. It's just, it makes it, it just doesn't seem worth it. The fact that we traded for a guy and then basically the team crumbled in on itself and didn't even make the playoffs when we had the best catcher in baseball. So I, I guess one other element of this to talk about is let's let's go to the Paul George trade to the Clippers a couple of years ago and all the talk about how the Clippers had to give up this massive deal, including, you know, countless first round picks. But you have to look at it and sort of the Drew Holiday trade this year is a, is a good example of it, too. That these moves were made to facilitate other moves. And I believe the Phillies weren't getting Bryce Harper if they didn't make that real Muto trade. All right. Well, then if OK, if that's the fact, then I, OK, I'm on your side. I'll give you that. If 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 we needed to make the real Muto deal to get Bryce Harper, 100,000 percent worth it. 
It's just big Bryce Harper like guy. Make the playoffs at some point. Yeah. Oh, are you <laughs> big, big Bryce Harper guy? You know, I was watching his live stream yesterday of him playing a uh, Fortnite, which I didn't know people were still playing that game, but mm. people are, seems great. Happy for him. He's uh, bringing in a second child into this world or he already did actually. Your name's Brooklyn. I'm pretty sure. That happened quick. Congrats, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty crazy. I I don't know why. Why is he going to New York? Naming her after New York City? What is I Co- mean that that seems to be what we're getting. From this. <laughs> what does Cohen have up his sleeve? <laughs> yeah, this this is Bryce Harper's subtle way of demanding a trade. <laughs> if he was a real Philly guy, I would have named her like Maniunk or something, you know, like Roxborough, Ro- Roxborough that's, Harper. <laughs> that's a beautiful name. I'm sure she's going to do well. <laughs> I guess you could call her Roxy. That's not terrible. Or Manny. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Manny Ramirez, you know. <laughs> yeah, that that's where my mind goes for that. And I, I don't know that, that that's a beautiful girl, but Manuel. <laughs> so yeah, well fair enough. I think we're look, I, I'd say we're getting off track, but the, I can't even see the track from here. So <laughs> that's just, uh yeah, you're right. The shortstop issue is a big one. There's no question about that. Uh Didi probably not gonna come back. Is it I would have given him the QO just because who cares about one year at 19 million, uh, but they didn't. And now you probably lose them. It'll be interesting to see what they do. There is, there is an interesting option uh, that became available today. And this has been long rumored. Maybe the top player in the Korean baseball organization, Ha Song Kim, a, uh, a 25 year old shortstop from, I believe the Kwum, the Kwum, uh, oh God, what is their name? Uh, what is this? Uh, heroes, heroes, heroes. Uh, I, he, he's been posted, uh, and there's a lot of talk that he projects really, really well into the majors. Uh, 310, 402, 530 with 28 home runs last year, 21 steals. So, you know, we'll see. There are, there are options. He's a guy I'd probably take a shot on just to do something. I, I don't, I don't trust Bryson Stott, the first round pick a couple years ago. I don't, I don't think he's a high upside guy. He's from UNLV, but, right? Is that, he was one of those um, Vegas mm-hmm. guys that Harper really wanted, right? Yeah. They, people really wanted to compare him to Chase Utley when the, the they drafted Utley out of UCLA, but I, you know, they're not the same player. Utley is so special. Yeah. Oh, um, for sure. I don't know. I, I, but yeah, I think the point is that I don't feel good about this team, and I don't think any of us really should. No, I don't. I don't expect to make any sort of run next year. I mean, the way Reese Hoskins has been playing, which has just been utter garbagely. So he's not hitting. He's not. Um, Scotty didn't come on as strong as I would have liked to in the past couple of years, and it's just um, it was just a really disappointing season for my favorite Philadelphia team, which makes me even more upset about it. <laughs> so yeah I, I was look i was looking for bavada odds on the world series but i couldn't find any i don't imagine that the phillies would be particularly high on that list right now uh so maybe better that i don't have to actually <laughs> see tangible evidence of how poorly they're doing does bavada have the odds on how many times i i had a feeling that this year the, i i was gonna win the 50 50 this year at the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies game. I this was my year, one hundred percent. I've lost every yeah. single time I've went, but I had a feeling in twenty twenty took that from me. So, how many games do you go to a year? Roughly fifteen, I would say fifteen okay. to twenty. Usually, just uh, hit up the ticket apps day of, so nothing too crazy. And it's, you can usually get them cheap, especially because we stink. And it's just, <laughs> but then, I mean, I have saved a lot of money though, because you buy the tickets, you get down there, obviously spend $20 on the 50, 50, cause I have a 50% chance of winning. So why wouldn't exactly. I do that? Exactly. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, but with the beers and the parking and everything. So I'm just, it's, it's definitely saved some money. And especially cause we got, I was actually talking about it the other day. I was like, cause obviously being an Eagle season ticket holder, it's like, Man, like I do miss going down there, but like at least I didn't waste my money on this stink of a season mm-hmm. currently. <laughs> so yeah, that's such a frustrating team, and I I don't understand. Look, I, you're right about the you're right about the Doug Peterson stuff. I don't understand why they continue to trot the corpse of J- Jason Peters out at left tackle. Oh my god, it's, he's just uh, so cooked, especially when Maialata looks good. I know Alshon only got five snaps last week, but that was five snaps too many. 
it's time to just let the young guys play. I, I agree that it's there's no benefit to going to, to Jalen Hurts right now. One, he's probably going to look terrible because the offensive line is horrible. Oh, yeah. And two, and two, you're stuck with Carson Wentz for two more years. There is zero question about that. So you might as well try and figure it out. It's just Doug needs to get over himself, bring in an actual offensive coordinator and play caller. Fully and see agree. if we can write this shit. Fully agree. Fully agree. We need to send Jason Peter, Jason Peters. Love you, buddy. Love you forever. Send you out to pasture. Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Love you, buddy. Love you forever. Brought a Super Bowl. Get out of my town. Like, just go. <laughs> like, it's just we need to move on from that 2018 or whenever we won 2017, 2018 season. Just mm-hmm. we got to start letting these people go. We got to rebuild a little bit. I mean, we gave Deshaun Jackson how three years for one game, basically. That first game of the season when he scored like three touchdowns. We we need to move on from these older guys. Let the younger guys play. You know what, Ertz? Yeah. Let let Ertz go. Let him see if he wants to get paid. Like, oh, he's gone. He, he's going to be traded this offseason, no question. Yeah, no, no. The thing is, I don't think we have any linebackers. We got a good D line. But I think all of our linebackers are CYO, JV, boys, like, linebackers. It just doesn't are, seem is, like... Is there, CY, is there CYO football? What? Is there CYO football? The C- yeah, of course. St. Genevieve's two-time champ, seventh and eighth grade. I didn't know. Well, I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I don't hate TJ Edwards. I do agree with you on the rest of them. It just It's just... Who that Singleton who got stiff armed so bad the other day? It's just no, that wasn't Singleton. That was uh, Joe Ostman, wasn't it? Oh, I thought it was. That's the guy it, from it, um, the Seven Hundred Club. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and th- not surprising because he's seventy some years old. <laughs> or no, it's Joe Osteen, <laughs> the church guy. <laughs> well, I'm confused now. I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, no, I don't... But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's it's just it's such a. Such a such a wasted season. It's such a bummer because there are interesting bones to to a, an offense, right? Miles Sanders, good player. Solgum looks uh, like he's Miles deep. Sanders. He's, okay, uh, sorry. Oh, apparently, I'm wrong. Sorry. No go. I think Miles Sanders can be good, but he cannot hold on to the ball. Like that is That's a fair. huge issue in the NFL. Like uh, <laughs> to be a running back that can't hold on to the ball just seems like the biggest. Like, I mean, that's a huge problem. He's very elusive. He can get through the line. He can get us a lot of yards. You saw him do it in that first drive. But then what happened right on the six-yard line? Fumbled. Mm -hmm. And we turned the ball over. And instead of us going up seven and nothing, uh, they shove it down our throats, score seven points. And then the game's lost from there on out. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's fair. It's also not ideal when your quarterback leads the NFL in interceptions and fumbles at the quarterback position. I I agree. I I definitely agree. That's not, he, he stinks too right now. (laughs) I just don't think, I don't think Hertz is a better option with what we have. That's true. And uh, well, at least I agree. I don't know that it's true, but (laughs) I, I do think it's frustrating that Carson's response to all of this is kind of just like to shrug his shoulders and say, well, I am who I am. Did he say that? I I don't like Basically, that. Basically, when he was asked about you know throwing the ball away and not taking so many risks and playing so much hero ball, he's just like, yeah, well, you know, it's always been part of my game, and it's going to be tough to get rid of that. Come on, dude, have well, some self awareness. You got to learn. You got to learn to to do something else. If you if you're doing something wrong, you don't just continue to do it. That's like, right. that's where you practice something different. Like, <laughs> and, but that falls on the coaches too. And that's, you know, John Filippo was allegedly very, very hard on Carson Wentz. Press Taylor wants to be Carson Wentz's friend. And that, that's just, that, that disconnect is hurting this team. I think this team is very undisciplined. And you see it from like coming off a of bye week last week and how bad we looked. It just with like uh, penalties and just lineups. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just don't think it's a disciplined team. And obviously that starts with the coaching, you know? Agreed. So, yeah, I just Agreed. don't – I don't like anything. I don't like really anything on this team. And our kicker stinks. <laughs> Jake Elliott stinks, dude. What happened? Oh, was... He was great. He was great that Super Bowl year. I'm not worried about Jake Elliott. There's a list of things I'm worried about on this team, and Jake Elliott's very, very near the bottom. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll give you that. He, I mean, he's, he's definitely not a high priority, but it would help. Well, look, Matthew, if people talk about Matt Crone, what is the first thing that they talk about? Um, Kevin James. No, I don't know. Your, your <laughs> fandom of one Kevin James. Oh, really? 
<laughs> That's yeah. I mean, I'm super excited. Uh, did you what? Did you watch Hoobie Halloween? Uh, no, I did not, and I'm proud of that. Oh, and it, I'm, it and was, I'm embarrassed for you. It was really, really good. I was very much well, enjoyed it. Kevin James is like <laughs> he plays like a cop, and he's like the head cop in the movie. It's awesome. I'm so happy. It was such a funny. I really, really enjoyed it. And the crew's yeah. coming out. You see this? Well, I don't know when, but it's like some sort of Netflix show where he's like either works on a pit crew or like something with NASCAR. Super mm-hmm. excited for that. First of all, that was an amazing commercial for the crew. It's, it is some kind of show. I think it relates to cars. It'll be out sometime. Uh, but but yes, Kevin James is what I'm here to talk about. Uh, I I did. I'll tell you, I did check the entertainment section at Bavada to see if they had odds about whether or not Kevin James would win an Oscar. Did not, and that was that was that was disappointing to me. But but that's okay. I know we are we're both fans of Doug Benson and his uh, his podcast, Doug Love movies unfortunately i haven't really listened to it since the pandemic started <laughs> but on that game on the, on that podcast he plays a game which i believe is called jason and deb's imdb game it's been a while but i believe i believe that's the name <laughs> i am going i've got that plus a little bit more we've got some kevin james knowledge based games for uh, you to play right now oh yes so so let's do that Let, let's start with the jason and deb imdb game from doug loves movies who, what are the four movies, Matt Crone, that Kevin James is known for on IMDb? So is it just movies? It's not TV shows? That's fair. What are the, the four projects he's best known for? Well, so I would have to say it has to be King of Queens. What's one? Um, I feel like they would have Paul Blart Mall Cop. Is two. I'm going to say Grown Ups Two, strike one. Oh, mm. I really thought that would be and, on there just and, because of all like the big names on there. And a horrible film, by the way. Uh, first off, what? That is the <laughs> this is incorrect, absolutely incorrect. That that might be, be funnier than the first one. Like, okay. it's just he's well, dressed like meatloaf at the Halloween party. Like, it is just so good. <laughs> but okay. um. Another one. What's the one where he's he's actually? It's funny. Here's a little correlation. It's he's like a, trying to become a UFC fighter, and he's mm-hmm. dating Selma Hayek, who's Adam sure. Sandler's wife in Grown Ups. Oh, yes, I know. That's a little 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 tease for a little uh, information, a little downtown baseball for you. I don't think downtown baseball is a phrase. I believe you're looking for inside baseball. We weren't allowed to play baseball in the house growing up, right? Just a little downtown baseball. Uh, Um, But what is that film called? um, I can't remember it. I really really cannot remember it. Um, I will give you any of... uh, It's a four-word title. I'll give you any of the four words, but only one. Which of the four words would you like? Let's go four. Let's go last. I feel like that'll help. That that should give it away. That word is boom. Here comes the boom. Is correct. That is one of his known four. You've got three. You've got one strike. What is the last film Kevin James is known for on IMDb? Well, let's just go. I, I gave you a hint there, by the way. <laughs> well, let's, we'll just go Paul Blart too, because that's I mean, like he's that's number one where he's like the main guy. Like it's literally the lead the title character. Paul Blart 2, another horrible movie, is correct. That is the fourth movie he's known for. I I don't understand how you could just hate on this guy when he just puts out hit after hit after hit. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I recently watched one of his hits. Uh, Not a lot of movies have been coming out lately, so I've been struggling for new releases as I... I'm, uh, I have a sickness in terms of purchasing Blu-rays, and uh, and a movie called a movie called Becky came out. Becky is stars. I, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, okay, uh, Kevin James, Joel McHale. I'm in, I, I like Joel McHale. I'm in. Okay, uh, I know what you. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer for that. That's like a it's like a Halloween like horror film, correct? It's a horror. It's yeah. It's a it's a horror ish movie. He is he is a bad guy in that film, but uh, it's not good. Is the well, is my take of it. Uh, <laughs> is it scary? I don't, is it suspenseful? No, I, uh, I mean not really. It's Kevin James. Like what do you like? <laughs> <laughs> Come 
oblong, man. What do you? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe if he pulled the se- the uh, a segue out, he'd be able to get to people a little quicker. But <laughs> oh, not. Uh, he's, all right, he's Mac- the best. Macron. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Macron. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Okay. Give me, give me the three highest rated Kevin James films on Rotten Tomato by critic score. Oh man, by critic score. Yes. And these are all movies. Uh, these are all movies. Yes. Oh jeez. Um, I would be sh- I would be shocked if you got more than one. I feel like it's not going to be any of like like Paul Blart Mall Cop or like Paul Blart like any of these ones where he's like um like the actual like main guy because they're all jokes you know. That is a safe bet. <laughs> now. I believe that he has. I don't want. I believe he has a cam cameo on Fifty First Dates. Is that one of your? Is that officially a guess? Sure. Fifty First Dates at forty five percent comes in sixth. Oh, you know what? Actually, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Has to be. Has to be up there. <laughs> I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry comes in fifth from the bottom at 15%. (laughs) I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a hint with two strikes here. I'm going to give you a hint. You need to be thinking about movies. Your niece would like Ah, hotel Transylvania, which uh, I'm going to, I'm going to allow you to elaborate here as there are multiple hotel Transylvania movies. Let's do hotel Transylvania two. Okay, Hotel Transylvania 2, fifth, just above 50 first dates at 55%. You've gone, look, you went 0 for 3 in the Kevin James best movie list. His best movie at 75%, Monster House. What is, oh, you know, he, I don't even know I, that I, movie, actually. I think. I told you, animated movies. He, is, uh, he, he does have a face for radio, so that yes, does make uh, sense. <laughs> uh, his, his number two movie. Becky at 72%. Oh, wow. A- and his third movie, actually, this one you could have gotten. This is the one I thought you had a shot at. Hitch, 69%. Oh, Will Smith, I should have known that. Followed oh. by Hotel Transylvania 3 and Hotel Transylvania 2. Now, Matt Crone, what are his three lowest rated films? <laughs> I, feel, I have a feeling it's going to be Paul Blart. <laughs> uh, Paul Blart is... It's actually the original Paul Blart is in the middle of his filmography at thirty four percent. Okay. Um, what was that really terrible Netflix movie he did, where he's like a secret you're, agent? You're on the right track. Oh, jeez. I, I, I you never you're never gonna come up with it. I will. I'll give you credit for this one because okay. you're right. It is the true memoirs of an international assassin. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, I would never have gotten that, but that makes sense. <laughs> The, the Rotten Tomatoes score an impressive zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not, not not a great score. Um. No, <laughs> impressive though. You literally can't be any worse. So that's, uh, followed. Oh, and okay, I'm, I'm only giving you two strikes for this one, but I will tell you that we have talked about both of these other bottom two, mo- bottom three movies. Uh, is it Grown Ups and Grown Ups Two? <laughs> grown Ups Two and Paul Blart Two. Oh, uh, okay. At eight percent and five percent, we really want to talk about it. Grown Ups Two was so good, <laughs> was so good. Okay. There was laughter. There was the Jay Giles band. There was so much like that. Shaq was in it. Like I don't understand that. That make those rankings make no sense. Even look, it is eight percent critics, fifty three percent audience. So even the audience was very mixed on Grown Ups Two. <laughs> uh, and last one I got for you are top grossing movies from Kevin James. It's got to be Hitch. What are the top three? Hitch. Hitch is number one. Set $177 million. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, let's go with Hotel Transylvania. Is number two, $167 million. And I'm thinking Pixels. You would, eh, you would have thought. I don't know who Pixels was really for. It's the uh, middle of the list. Pixels was for me. I okay. loved Pixels. Well, you were among the forty-six percent of uh, audience goers <laughs> who liked the movie. <laughs> that movie is so. When they're chasing Pac-Man around the city in little Fiat's. Oh my God! And what's his name? Um, 
the guy from uh, Great Game of Thrones is in it. What's his name? Um, the brother, Peter Dinklage. Oh, okay. I would have, yeah, I mean, again, the guy from Game of Thrones is not the most descriptive clue. Are there that many characters in that show? <laughs> there's a couple. There's a couple. I think I think it's just Dinklage, and then there's the dragon, and then there's like a wolf or something. That's basically the main character. I think there's four wolves, if I remember. The dire wolves. Grateful oh, yeah, Gotcha. Mm. Uh, number three. What's our number three highest grossing? Number three highest grossing. You're on the right path, right? Here, with what you said. Um, what did I say? Pixels. Um, that was not the right path. <laughs> Wait, then Hotel Transylvania two. Keep going. Hotel Transylvania three. Summer Vacation. I'm going to give you credit for that, because even though you're out of strikes, because you got the subtitle for that movie. <laughs> Selena Gomez, uh, she plays a star in that movie. I actually really like them. I've seen all three. Very enjoyable. The third one, they go on a um, they go on a cruise, and then mm-hmm. Adam Sandler's character playing uh, the uh, count falls in love, and then it turns out that she's actually a bad guy who's actually the granddaughter of his former bad guy. Oh, come from on. Years past. Spoilers. Oh, I have geez. not seen Hotel Transylvania 3. <laughs> I'm sorry. If people need to just cut this out, cut this part out. <laughs> uh, I think that I think that's going to be best. We don't want the hate mail from s- spoiling a 12-year-old movie. It's 12 years. It's 2018. Oh, well, I don't, I don't, I took a guess. I don't know. Sandberg also in that movie, which is, that, that, you ever see that movie with the, uh, Sandler and Sandberg? That's a good one. You ever That's see one. that movie with Sandler and Sandberg? <laughs> it's called That's My Boy. That is a really, oh really God. funny movie. Oh, lowest <laughs> common denominator. Lowest common denominator. <laughs> Man, uh, oh well, God bless. You know, it's a, it's 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 important to enjoy yourself. I just, I mean, I watch things I like. You know, I uh, some somebody has to go to those movies for for people to keep making them, and you are the reason that Adam Sandler gets to live in a gated community. That's great. The guy just That's knows what he's doing. He knows comedy, man. I can't help it. Did you watch um that uh, recent movie with him? The um, no. The one where he's a jeweler. Oh yeah, uncut gems. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he was good, but I thought his character was maybe the most annoying character that I've seen on screen in like oh. a decade. Well, it's like I definitely did not like him, but no. um, I mean, I don't want to ruin every anything, but yeah, I definitely yeah. I liked it. I liked the movie in general. So yeah, the ending I did not. Well, again, this this is more recent, so we won't give anything away. But I did not see the ending coming. Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Who would have thought that he married Kate Beckinsale and went to live in Bermuda? <laughs> I know this is off topic and two different people, but you ever see the movie Wait, Central Intelligence? Uh, Matt, I I purchased that on Blu-ray about a month ago, and then Alexa and I watched it one night. That is a great, great movie. Like yeah. Kamel Nanjani for his little one scene in it, hysterical, and then like. It's just honestly, if you want to talk about not expecting the ending, I had no idea where the movie was going to go. Like I did know who was the good guy, who was the bad guy, who was in the right. They did an amazing job. I really I recommend this 100 percent. I mean, I'm a big rock guy as it is. Like Mm. I accept the Mustang challenge every single time I get on the Peloton. So I'm a big (laughs) Dwayne Johnson guy. Don't don't bring up pelotons with uh, your family members. That's a, a a dicey subject right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, what he's his uh, my brother's is now. He was supposed to get it, and they told him like a day before. They're like, nah, like you can't get it. You're still gonna be fat. So <laughs> just, just kidding. Maybe if you can live to the new year, maybe you got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was pretty messed up. But hey, I love mine. I got on it today. The the convenience of having it. From, well, since they canceled all our basketball leagues, I haven't gotten like a good sweat in like months so but now with the bike and everything man it's it's great it definitely um definitely helps very enjoyable we we talked about getting one at the beginning of the uh the beginning of the pandemic but it was like an eight week wait and then we're like oh if we get it now it's just another thing we're gonna have to move across country oh yeah i would definitely say wait then but because yeah that would be a kind of a pain in the neck but i i mean anyone thinking about it well so the thing is with the peloton you can buy it 
but it's all about getting on the bike. You know, you got to really how all exercise equipment works. (laughs) (laughs) I just, it's just about you, you, it's a lifestyle. It's not just a bike, you know? I just exemplify this bike style, this lifestyle throughout or bike my style. That's good. Hashtag bike style. <laughs> I'm selling that to the uh, to Peloton later this month. <laughs> no, you, you're a thousand percent right. I've gone through stretches where you know I I will ride an elliptical bike quite a bit, and for me, it's just a matter of like you have to understand that first week sucks. Oh, it just oh my god, sucks. yeah, sucks. And you don't want to get back on the next day, but you just have to. And then after that, it just becomes a thing you do. Yeah. No. And I, honestly, working from home makes it so easy because I just go down at lunchtime and it's just like, but yeah, that first few days. And then honestly, Monday is the hardest day because it's like, all right, well, I just ate a bunch of uh, wings, drank a bunch mm. of the day before, like, and I get on and I look at it like, oh, 30 minutes till I'm done. I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and then, but you got to power through, man. You know, you got to, you got to make yourself better every single day, you know? Yeah, I moved a I moved my PlayStation into the garage and I was playing MLB the show on my bike. That was my thing. That see, I want to do that. I want to get a TV for um, our basement where it is. That way I can just watch um, like a game or something and just not really have to pay attention, not like do a class or anything and just ride and like watch the football game, watch a baseball game. No, nah, I definitely want to do something like that in my setup. Uh, yeah, I find a lot of people are fans of watching shows and stuff like that, but I, I find I need a, an active activity with my brain to keep me not thinking about the actual exercise part rather than doing something passively and, you know, being like, oh, I know it's like nine minutes to every commercial and I'm keeping track in my head. Like when I'm on the bike, I cover the timers and all of that stuff. So yeah. I don't know how long I've been on. Now, I know I know what you mean with that. I definitely, I, I try to cover it. And then my brain's just like, no, like I need to see, cause I need to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I got three minutes until this part. Then it's four minutes. Then it's th- another six and then I'll be done. Like, okay. <laughs> but that's just how my dumb brain works. Hey, it works it works different for everybody. There's not there's nothing wrong with that. But uh before we get out of here, we got to do some picks for this weekend in the NFL, Matthew. Well, this this week in the NFL, we've got three games on Thanksgiving, all of them more exciting than the next. Uh let's start with that. Let's start Houston Texans, Detroit Lions at Detroit. Bavada has the Lions plus 3. I like the Lions. So is Stafford playing? Did Stafford play on Sunday? He did, and he stunk. I like the Lions. I don't think the Lions are as bad. Like I think that was a fluke on Sunday. I know they scored zero points, mm. and I think that was an absolute fluke. And I just, I think that, I think that they will cover that they will cover that plus three. I don't see, yeah, especially on Thanksgiving Day at home in Detroit. Yeah, no, for sure. As underdogs, yeah. I, don't, I mean, the Texans aren't good. Texans aren't no. good at all. No, the Texans aren't good, but Deshaun Watson is outstanding. Deshaun Watson is outstanding. I will give you that. I fully, fully agree with that. Let's talk about the battle for first place in the in the NFC East. The Washington football team takes on the Dallas Cowboys and Bavada has the Cowboys minus three. I hate to say it, but Cowboys are going to blow the doors off Washington. Uh, Just uh, the Cowboys. I mean, they showed it last week. Like they aren't a bad team. It's just I think it's going to come down to with them and the Giants in our division at the end of the day. Um, I, I think that they're starting to get it together, which stinks for us. I think they're just too mm. talented. I mean, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, like um, Ezekiel Elliott, like it's just they have too much talent on that team to not do well, you know. And what's funny about that with how weird the NFC East is, the Cowboys are the only team this weekend in the NFC East that would not be leading the division if they won their game. Which is bizarre. And <laughs> did Dalton play quarterback on Sunday? I didn't catch that game. He he did. Following last week, uh, starting this on Thursday, on Thanksgiving, the Redskins would lead the NFC East if they won against the Cowboys. Then the Giants on Sunday would lead the NFC East if they won and then the Eagles again would win, would lead the NFC East if they won on Monday night, which, uh, spoiler, I don't feel great about. I love it. I love – sprinkle some money on the money line, on the Eagles' money line. I'm telling you. If the Pat – I – this is such a stupid game that we have had competitive teams over the past however many years, and we mm-hmm. get 
crushed by Seattle. We get the uh, the wiped, the floor wiped with us. I think we're going to win this game money line. All right, well, the, the Eagles money line is plus 210 at Bavada. You, you feel good about that? with the, And the line plus five and a half for the Eagles. I say sprinkle a little on the money line, but definitely – Definitely hammer the plus five and a half. Uh, this, it's so stupid with how our team is so stupid. I bet we come out and look good on Monday. I really do. I really do. What I'm hearing from you is if you have money in your kids' college funds, pull it out, Eagles money line. Yeah, but we're betting pink slips. We're betting cars. I got a Toyota RAV4 outside that I'm willing to put on it right now. Willing, are you willing to race for tags? We're racing for tags. I'm, I'm in the thunder. What's um, the pink ladies in uh, Greece? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny that I was making a Fast and the Furious reference and you were making – and you want, your mind went to Greece. My mind went beauty school dropout, pink ladies. Like I, I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I live my life a quarter mile at a time, and, and you just worry about what Travolta's is up to. <laughs> Summer loving, man. You know, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't, I don't know that this third Thanksgiving game is going to be played. Uh, Ravens Steelers right now. Ravens had three more positive tests today. I, I don't know how you field a team in two days. It just, it seems unlikely. But the Steelers are minus four and a half at Bavada. Uh, Steelers, if Ravens are frauds. They showed it last week with the Titans. I don't think, I think, I think, uh, what's his name is figured out. Marcus, um, not Marcus. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry. Lamar Jackson. I think he's figured out. I don't think he's the same. Obviously not what he was last year. I, no. I just, I don't think that they have a shot against the Steelers. Uh, what else is interesting? What else is, uh, the uh, the Miami Dolphins head to New York to take on the Jets. N- not really interesting when you just look at this game, but the Dolphins benched Tua last week. The Jets, you know, kind of hang in a little bit. They're plus seven. Who do you like in this one? Dolphins. Oh, plus seven. Yeah. Uh, bounce back game for Tua. Flores said that uh, Tua was going to be the starter again. I think it's a bounce back game. I think he comes in. They blow the doors off the Jets. Jets just aren't good. I just let's talk. Oh, God, Jets. Feel free to extrapolate on the Jets. Who, by the way, I feel I, I'm I'm a giant fan of the Jets' future. You're a giant fan. Was that a New York joke or? Uh, I wish I was that clever, <laughs> but I'm not. Um, no, I just I I, I mean I I like Tua. I think that it's just I mean people have bad games. Rookies have bad games. Um, they said that it was just uh, – I mean, Flores was like, yeah, like he's our starter. Like we just took him out. Mm. It wasn't playing well. I mean, it's going to happen. He's a, he's brand new to the league, you know. And, I mean, I think he's shown more than enough that um, that they'll beat, uh, beat the Jets handily. All right. Let's talk about maybe the story of this past weekend. That's Taysom Hill and those New Orleans Saints who traveled to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. Bovada has the Broncos plus six. Um, and it's, it's, uh, in New Orleans, it's in Denver. Got to think of the altitude, but then again, um, comes back to, I think that the Broncos offense isn't as good as the Saints defense. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the Saints defense is really, really good. They played pretty well, um, last week against, uh, um, I can't remember. Against uh, the Falcons, but I mean, the Falcons are crazy anyway, but I just think that they have too many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Hill showed that he was, do I think Hill is like the next best quarterback to exist? Meh, it, well, the story's still out on that. We'll see. But I think that the Saints are just a better team offensively and defensively than the Denver Broncos. What did you take away from Taysom Hill's first start? Do you, do you buy him as a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL? No. I think okay. he's. I think he's a right-handed Tebow, but I like oh. maybe if he's a winner. I, I mean, if he wins, he wins. It's just if I was just like watched a couple of his highlights. I didn't watch the full game, and mm. a couple of the passes were just like they don't look like Jameis Winston passes or or Drew Brees passes, like actual like pure quarterbacks. Like it kind of looked like they were just like 
um, lollipoping in, just like rainbowing mm. in, like not like a pure spiral right to the guy to hit him on the run. I just now, what do I know? I'm a, a couch chair quarterback, but I, I don't think he's going to be in the next great, latest, and greatest. I think he's good, and I think he can definitely help teams. I think he's really helped um, New Orleans in their. Um, like in these past couple of years in the situation and packages that they put him in. But I don't, I don't see him being like a top five quarterback in the NFL. All right. Last game I want to hit on. This one's interesting because of kind of the dynamic of one of these teams right now, the Kansas city chiefs head to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada has the bucks plus three and a half, but that's not really what's so interesting to me. What's interesting is what's going on between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. And Brady has been called out time and time again by Arians this season, including fairly aggressively after a bad interception to cement a loss for the uh, for the Bucks yesterday. Arians said, and I don't want to I don't want to misquote this. Um, Best to talk to him about it, I guess, uh, saying Brady is confused by opposing defenses. That's that's mean. Yeah, he, <laughs> he Bruce Arians has thrown Tom Brady under the bus multiple times this season. I mean, that quote is quite literally being like, my quarterback cannot read defenses. That's what that's what he right. said. And that is just that's like the meanest thing you could ever say. Like that's <laughs> like if I was Tom, I'd be like, screw this guy. Like you're supposed to have my back. Like mm. then again, Tom's not playing. I don't think Tom's playing amazing. No. I mean, last night Brady, the uh, Arians wants to throw the ball downfield, and Brady is zero for nineteen on passes twenty plus yards this year, this month. And I mean, I think that does fall on Tom. I mean, Tom's got uh, Mike Evans who. Could is like one of the top receivers in the league if he could stay healthy. Um, Godwin's amazing. Antonio Brown, he still shows flashes of being like a top five receiver. Like obviously he's not. He was their leading receiver last night. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason that they shouldn't be a big play team. Like so, I think that does land on Tom. There's no, I mean, you got there's those two guys and and Gronk like. We're like they're wide receivers. Godwin, he's been amazing. Like they should have a deep field threat to be going over twenty yards like all the time. Like that is, I, I, I don't agree. I mean, I agree. Like that's that zero for nineteen stat looks horrible, and that, I think that's on Tom. Speaking of Godwin, last thing I got for you, Matt Crone, how you feeling about those Penn State Nittany Lions? <laughs> I'm an old Miss guy. <laughs> cares about Penn State. We got the Egg Bowl. We got the Egg Bowl Saturday, man. Are you ready? Uh huh. I'm an I'm an old Miss guy who is also a Penn State alum. I went to Westchester. I didn't go to Penn State. Did, uh, why do I think you went to Penn State? I don't know. I'm the only one that I chose not to go there. <laughs> oh, good for you. In that case, yeah. I mean, that doesn't really back up your old Miss thing, but. <laughs> But good for you. I I had I had that mix. I know Greg did. Mikey did too, right? Yeah, Mike and Mike and Greg I, did. I went to Westchester. I was like in my head. I thought you all went to Penn State. No, nah, nah, I apologize. I did, I did a semester at um, Ole Miss too. So just sure, 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 a virtual semester that I didn't go to class, but I still I got the receipt and everything. Yeah, where you you virtually audited some classes. <laughs> but I mean, hey, Kifflin, Kiffin, dude, he's been he we Ole Miss has the highest like most exciting offense in college football right now. Okay. And that's, we're just going to leave it at that and just be ready for the egg bowl on Saturday. What's your prediction for the egg bowl? Let me, I got to Let me find the line. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't, wasn't ready for this. I, I apologize. <laughs> give me, give me your thoughts going in. How, what's, what's going to happen during the game? I mean, well, so I don't know. Obviously, you remember last Egg Bowl where um, sure we drove down, tied, or we we scored a touchdown real late. Then the guy did the, uh, the I think it was Ely, who's actually still there, did the celebration where he put his leg up like he was a dog going to the bathroom, and sure he got the fifteen uh, yard penalty, missed the extra point, so we didn't tie the game, ruined everything, put a sour taste in our mouth. Just I, I think we come back with a vengeance this year. I think that Matt Corral, he honestly people aren't talking about him enough. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He took his he took his um, spot back from John Rice Plumley, even though that's my guy. You know that, but he, he, you'll see him on the baseball field sometime soon. 
But I, I was su- I was surprised by that. By the way, I was uh, I was a Plumley guy. I, we're big. We're all big Plumley guys. Plumley played well, but it's just so Plumley is a great runner, and that's really what he was could do. But Corral can also he's also very good on his feet. California kid can run a lot, and he but he also can throw. He's and that Ole Miss right now with their wide receivers between Mingo and the tight end fifth year transfer from Temple, who is like leading SEC in touchdowns. Like it's just I might have made that stat up, but it's just <laughs> <laughs> don't check, don't fact check that. Just we, like. We're wide receiver university. That's what we are. We just mm. we look good. We look good in our powder blues. If we win our if we wear our powder blues on Saturday, Ole Miss by possibly fifty five points easily. A bold statement, but you heard it here first, uh, Matt Crone, It's always fun. This was no different. Thanks for thanks for filling in this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hopefully, we can do it again time sometime soon. I'm sure we will. All right, that has been this week's episode of The Underdog for Matt Crone and for the absent Anshu Khanna. By the way, congratulations on the on the newborn child. And I'm Chris Forwardell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.